Good morning, church family. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. There is so much to be thankful for this morning, and especially in such a time as this. Um, can we just say and, and proclaim from the rooftops, there is nothing, nothing that can hold us back from worshiping our God together. It may be in a slightly unconventional way, but that's okay. We can still have joy and, and this excitement of remembering what Jesus did for us. Um, and he rose again. He is alive and there is so much to be excited about and praise God for in that. So I'm so excited we get to do this together. And would you just join us in a time of worship right now? It's going to be so good and so sweet. Um, so let's give them our all. Happy Easter. I'm so glad you're here today. We're happy you're here today. Uh, join us online, wherever you're watching, listening. Um, thanks for joining us. It is Easter. This is where we celebrate Jesus shaking death, hell, and the grave off of himself and giving us the ability to do the same through him. So thank you for coming today. Today's message, we are right in the middle of the sermon series, Get Behind Me. And we're looking at this word, opiza, which means behind, follow, or following. And each week we're looking at a different instance of when someone was following Jesus or behind Jesus or in some relation to him. And I love it because there's this one moment, this beautiful moment in the Bible where this woman comes behind Jesus and she anoints his feet. And so we're going to be looking at that. And that's, that's her response to Jesus. And Easter is, it, what it really comes down to is, it's our response to Jesus and what he did for us. And he's still doing for us today. Um, and I was thinking about, I don't know if my mom's watching right now. I'm probably going to get a text from her. But I was thinking about this one story where uh, when we were kids, there was three of us boys. And, and my mom just went all out on making this dinner, right? She just went all this took all the stops right i think there was candles set up i think there was a tablecloth out i think all the dishes were made like she made multiple meals like at this one meal like all these dishes everything was going on right it was her moment to shine and i remember the first thing that i said and to this day i, I feel so bad like i am so sorry mom <laughs> i know i know you're gonna message me about this but i remember we walked in and our eyes just lit up we, we saw all these things laid out on the table, all these juices, all these string, everything was out and it just looked so elegant. It was the most gorgeous meal. And the first thing I said was, why is the food in a dog bowl? And my mom just went mortified and she looked at me like, that's the first thing you're gonna say? And then I, I heard going, I'm not eating this. It's in a dog dish, that's a dog bowl. And just to clarify, we had dishes that were the ceramic white ones that looked like the dog bowl, but it was human bowls. And I remember my mom was just mortified and she just straight up left the room crying, did not come back for the rest of the dinner. And it was the hardest meal we endured as kids as our dad just stared at us glaring. <laughs> it, was, it was so, it was rough. And I remember that was my initial response to what she had done for us. It was the wrong response. You know, if, if you're, if you have parents and you're young and they do something special for you, don't, don't respond with the first thing that snaps in your mind. Think it through for a moment. Likewise, if, if, if you have an opportunity where someone does something special for you, really think through your response because those impressions last forever. And so today I really want to look at, at Luke chapter seven, verse 36 through 50. 
this is the response to this woman in regards to Jesus. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet weeping. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Skipping down to verse 44. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't even offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has... She has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she also anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many. <laughs> I love Jesus' like, comeback right there. Like, I know, you know, I know she's a sinner. I tell you her sins, and there are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to him, and your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man who, that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to him, and your faith has saved you. Go in peace. I love this story because it's it's two people responding to Jesus, right? We have this Pharisee, Simon. Who, who's a different Simon than Simon Peter, the disciple? This is a Pharisee. This is a religious leader. He's following all the rules and expects other people to follow the rules. Like, can we talk one moment about, like, extreme rule followers? Like, I was a kid on the playground. I just wanted to play, right? I just want to go around, have some fun. Like, we're going to get... And then we have certain people that are like, no, no, no. It's one foot here, then a step, then you do this, then this, and, the, and like they are caught up in the rules. And it's like, we're here to play. It's recess time. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> and so he's caught up in these rules. And so his response to Jesus is he is losing his mind because Jesus says, you know what? She broke all the rules, but I love her. And he's like, ah, that does not compute. I have followed all the rules. Look at me. Right, And he is frustrated and he is upset. And he's responding to Jesus in this moment. Right, He responds to Jesus in a certain way with the, the washing the feet, the perfume, the, the kissing. Completely different than how she responds to Jesus. And so I want to break those down into the, the three things of how they uniquely uh, responded to Jesus. So looking first at washing feet. If you, didn't, if you didn't know this, um, in this culture, in this time period, people did not sit down to eat at the conventional table sense with chairs, like where she's army crawling underneath his chair to try to get to his feet, right? They come in and they're laying on, on couches almost, like bedding. And then they lay and their feet are sprawled out behind them and, and the food is in a circle in front of them. And the interesting thing is in your Bible, I want you to circle the word Right in um, verse 37. When a certain immoral woman came to the city, she heard he was eating there. She brought a beautiful, beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt 
behind him, behind it. That's the word apizo. That's the word we're, we're going off of this for this entire sermon series, get behind me. It means follow. It means behind. It means following. It's the same word of when Jesus says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Same word as when he says, get behind me, Satan. Every week we're looking at a different instance of the word apizo. And this is the moment where she comes behind him, following. She apizo, she's right there. And it's this beautiful moment because she washes his feet. In, in this time period, the context of this is, I absolutely love it. Because it's the hospitality of cleaning before eating. See, in this time period, everyone wore sandals. They didn't have socks. They just, their feet got nasty and dirty and dusty because the roads were covered in dirt. So they walked around and their feet were filthy, just completely dirty, right? And so when you go over to someone's house, rather than you walking all over their furniture and laying all around and, and you're touching stuff and getting stuff all dirty, you'd walk in and they would wash your feet. They would cleanse your feet so that you can then go in and eat, right? And so her, her response was, she shows up and she's crying on his feet and washing his feet with her hair. That's crazy. What would you do, babe? <laughs> would you wash anyone's feet with your, like that's, that's wild. And this man, Jesus said, he didn't even wash Jesus's feet. And it is the literal act of hospitality. And so her response was saying, I am inviting you in. I want to show you hospitality. I want to show you that I am fully accepting you into my presence. Right? If you did not wash someone's feet and they came into your house, back then that was saying, I'm not really welcoming you in. See, the, the interesting thing is when you host a dinner party like this and, and this guy invited a rabbi, your door was open and anyone could come in. It was kind of like a church service in a way where it was just open invitation, anyone welcome, come on in. But if you didn't wash someone's feet that came in, that means you can be here, but I don't really welcome you all the time, right? You don't, you don't belong here, but you can be here because the rule of the land is if my door is open, you can come in. Right? So it was a very big response. And Jesus notes in the last part of scripture, you didn't even wash my feet. Meaning, you don't really want me here. And this woman is washing his feet, and it's not even her home. She's saying, I welcome you in no matter where I'm at. I love it. And then, and then it goes on, and it, it talks about the kiss. Right? When Jesus says, Verse 44, then he turned to this woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet. But she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss. But from the first time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. Do you know what that means? Back then, when you kiss someone, it's not this romantic kind of thing that's happening. It's, it's actually a, a representation of your love and relationship to someone. This brotherly love, this agape love, this love saying, I love you through thick and thin. I respect you. I honor you. I love you. I'm in relationship with you. 
And so when Simon responded to Jesus, he didn't give him a kiss, meaning, I have no relationship with you. I've invited you here, but we're disconnected after this dinner. Right? We'll say acquaintances, I know you and you know me, but that's it. That's as far as we go. Like, I'm done after this. And she has been kissing him on the feet nonstop since she got there saying, I will continuously love you no matter what. This is not a one-time kiss saying, I love you right now in front of everyone. This is me saying, I will love you till the day I die kind of thing. She is fully welcomed in. She has fully responded to Jesus no matter what. Right? Through everything she's going through. I love her response to Jesus. And then the last thing that, that the response of perfume and scented oil. See, in this time period, in this context, when you come into someone's house, they pour oil, scented oil on your head for you to clean up and make your best appearance. Right? It was so that your hair would, would seat back down and look luxurious and full after traveling. It was a time that you would be able to put on your best appearance right? And he doesn't even offer Jesus an ability to show off his best appearance saying, no, I think you're good the way you are. You can come here. I don't want to waste my oil on you so you can look better, right? He's actually sliding. He's throwing shade on Jesus saying, you can come here and we'll see who for you, for who you really are. And she shows up and she takes this anointing oil doesn't even pour it on his head and says, this is the most expensive thing I've ever purchased. And I'm going to pour it on your feet. And to everyone else, this would be a waste. Because it's such a temporary moment. And she's saying, everything I am, everything that I have is yours in day to day. Because when it went on the feet, it would be gone by the time he traveled to his next location because the dust would have taken it off. She's saying continuously, I give you all that I have. I give you all my energy, all my mind, all my my insight, my wisdom, everything I have, everything I've accumulated is yours, Jesus. And I pour it out before you on your feet. Use it how you want. I love her attitude. It, it, It is such a humbling love that she's showing in this moment. And is... The responses are completely different. But the one thing that the takeaway for me is this religious leader still invited Jesus into his home. Granted, it was temporary, it was fleeting, it was momentary, but he still invited Jesus. And this woman still responded to Jesus too. They both responded to Jesus, but it's completely different spectrums. You have this one response to Jesus that is kind of like cheap and one that is lavishly expensive. And it's not to say, oh, let's look down on the the cheaper side. That's just the place that that guy was at in his life. What is your response to Jesus? Where are you at on the spectrum? We all have room for improvement, right? We all do. I'm, I'm analyzing and looking at what's, what's my response to Jesus today, Easter? And how do I kick it up a notch? How do I show him my love, 
my time, my energy, my prayer life? How do I spend time listening to him? How do I spend time worshiping him? How, how do I respond to Jesus for what he did for me, dying on the cross and raising again? And I love this. Is your response to Jesus costly or cheap? Do you sacrifice your time to worship and praise and listen to God through prayer? Or do you go through the bare minimum amount of hoops and, and feel like you did the right thing, right? Is, is your relationship with Jesus, your response to Jesus, let me just check off one item, it's the bare minimum, and I'm good. Or are you saying, I'm going to go the distance, whatever it takes, I'm going to go after. I want to respond to Jesus. That's, that's where I'm at. Uh, whenever I, I read the Bible and I study, I love putting myself in different people's shoes, Right? I, I put myself in the woman's shoes. I put myself in, in the Pharisee, Simon's shoes. And then I put myself in Jesus' shoes. And something I took away from Jesus was his look at the responses. Right? Why was it so big for him? Why, why was the, the feet washing? Why was the anointing? Why was the kiss so important to him? Because symbolically, those three things are the actual three things of why Jesus came to this earth, died on the cross, and rose again. Right? Rewind just a moment. Washing the feet. No one could keep their feet clean enough to enter a home and eat. Right? No one is good enough to keep their sins clean enough to enter heaven. The reason why feet washing was so important to Jesus was because he came to this earth to, to do the ultimate feet washing, if you will. To do the ultimate cleansing of sins, because no one else could wash their feet good enough. No one could wash their sins good enough. Jesus came to this earth to wash our feet, to wash our sins away. I can you imagine him in this room, looking at this woman going, in just a short amount of time, I'm going to be on the cross, die and raise again, to do what you're doing for me right now, for you. It blew my mind. And then the crazy thing was the kiss, the kiss that came next, right? When, when she kissed him and shows how much she loves him and, and the Pharisee didn't kiss him and shows how much he's like, you know what? We're not in a relationship. Jesus came because the kiss represents relationship and love. Jesus came to this earth to die on the cross, raised again for relationship from God to us. It, it blew my mind. It's crazy to think about that. And then the last thing, anointing. Jesus came to this earth, died on the cross, rose again, so he can anoint us. Say, you're, you're holy, you're sanctified, you're cleansed. I have relationship with you and the Holy Spirit can dwell within you. You are my anointed priesthood because I say so. It, it's wild to think about. Jesus' response to humanity is to die on the cross and raise again for those three things. Our natural response to Jesus should be the relationship, the accepting that we're forgiven. I think that's one of the hardest things. Maybe not necessarily asking for forgiveness, but accepting that we are forgiven. So we have the, the relationship, the love, the accepting we're forgiven, and we're anointed. Is your response walking in that full anointing that the Holy Spirit lives within you? 
to be changed and to change this world for better. You can live with the Son of the living God dwelling within you through the power of the Holy Spirit. I absolutely love that. Uh, I, I don't know how you're watching this online. If it's through live streaming right now, you're watching as, as of right now. If you're on Facebook watching, if you're on YouTube, if you're on the website, listening to podcasts, Spotify, whatever, however you're listening to my words right now, I want to encourage you, if, it, if it's live watching and the chat's open and, and you want someone to pray with, you, pray. Respond right now. If, if you want to accept Jesus in your heart and respond and say, I, I need salvation in my life, respond right now. If you're just saying, I need to rededicate my life and I need to start living more like this woman in response to Jesus and less like this guy, the Pharisee, I want you to rededicate your life. And, and we have some people hosting, hosting these calls where they're able to reach out and pray with you right now and, and keep up that relationship. Um, if you're listening at a later date, I want to challenge you, uh, go to lighthouse805.com and, and on the con- contact us at the bottom of the page. Uh, would you reach out and say, I'm responding to Jesus and I need some prayer right now. Um, we'll get someone to pray with you. I love that. Uh, let, let's close our eyes and let's pray together. God, I pray that you would speak to us, minister to us, spend time with us. We want to respond to you like you deserve to be responded to. We want to be like this woman, lavishly pouring out who we are on you, God. We love you. For saying yes to you for the first time today, praise your name. If we're rededicating, awesome. For a place where we need to think it through, God, give us the encouragement, give us the wisdom, give us the hope. God, we love you so much. In your mighty name, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. I, as, we, as we're continuing our service right now, um, uh, we have a special uh, artistic uh, uh, hymn to uh, worship. And we're going to go ahead and cut to that in just a second. But I want to challenge you during that time, would you reflect on how you can respond to Jesus starting today? Not just today, but starting today to move forward in your life. How, how do you live out a life of response for what Jesus did? So as the song starts up, respond to Jesus. It's such a wonderful word shared by pastor today. Um, and so thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was blessed. I don't know if you guys know. I don't, I don't get to hear anything. I don't have um, prior knowledge of anything he's preaching on. So it's brand new. It's brand new for me too. Um, and it was great. <clears throat> And uh, so this just brings us into our time of tithe and offering. If you would like to give, there are two ways you can give. You can click the link above if you're watching live right now, um, and that will take you to our giving page. And if not, you can go to lighthouse805.com give and go ahead and fill out the, the prompts there. If you would like to specifically give to our children's ministry, because we're continuing to raise funds for um, the remodeling project, which we are so excited for and dreaming up all these wonderful things for our kiddos, um, you can go ahead and specify an amount uh, and have it go directly to our children's ministry. So don't forget about that. Uh, Secondly, we have our virtual small groups happening. um, And so we're excited to to connect that way. Um, We're still connecting people. And uh, we have multiple groups. So we have our Bible study group. We have our book study group. Um, We have a connect group where you can just pop in and chat and 
see another human being on the uh, on your screens. Um, I know I'm a mama, and so sometimes I need to talk to other adults. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always just pop in and have a chat with us and hang out, and we can pray over you, pray with you, um, swap some funny stories. It'll be great. Um, and finally, we have a children's group. Um, so parents, if you haven't signed up for that yet, please go to lighthouse805.com and fill out the contact form. That way Pastor Pat can get in touch with you um, to go ahead and approve your kids to join that group. So I know that'll be fun and exciting for them to see each other and um, for our children to stay connected. It's so important right now. Yeah. Um, their world, if we think our world has been rocked upside down, I can't even imagine the kiddos and how they're feeling with just you know they're missing out on their friendships and school and all of that so we want to keep them connected um, and keep reminding them that God's got this under control he's yeah. got it um, they're safe and so um, it's just another fun way for them to keep in touch and and you know share stuff with each other uh, next um, for those of you who are able to join us on our Good Friday zoom call we were just so blessed to see all of you um, and, and to be able to swap stories and encourage each other. And uh, it was just, it's just so good, so good. And take communion together. Um, and so if you want to stay connected with us and find out about our upcoming calls or whatever it is that we're going to be doing next, um, please, again, go to lighthouse805.com, fill out that contact form, and we'll get you connected. Um, that way we can all still keep in touch and know what's going on and sign you up for our newsletter. It's not a daily bombardment of spam, I promise you. Um, it's just to kind of keep you in the loop of what we have going on, um, all the fun stuff uh, that we get to do together from home. Uh, so with that, guys, thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful and blessed Easter Sunday. Um, enjoy the time you have with your family um, at home. Do some fun stuff. If you have some funny moments together, please send those into us. We'd love to be able to see what you guys are doing. Um, I know we've got um, Easter egg in our house uh, hunt, Easter egg hunt coming up with our kiddos, so that'll be fun uh, to see them. We'll have to come up with some new hiding places in the house. I know. They, they were, <laughs> they're they already exhausted all their they, practice hiding places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys have a wonderful Sunday. We love you. We miss giving you hugs in person, but um, we just we are so happy to, to be in this journey with you guys together and uh, just praising God for all he's doing.